0: Scott Thompson isn't satisfied with an answer. He'll delve into the issue until he is. You're listening to Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson. On Hamilton's News, today's talk 900 CHML. All right, we have seen things escalate uh, in Ukraine, and uh, of course, the Russian invasion of Ukraine, uh, Russia annexing uh, another four regions, uh, sabotage to uh, the Nord Stream pipeline, and now the bridge uh, that joins Crimea also. sabotaged uh, or sabotage there although it seems to be well is it a little bit more clear how this happened as russia has arrested eight for the crimea uh, crimea bridge blast uh, to find more uh, find out more about all of this arl brown is with us professor international relations and senior member of the monk school of global affairs at the university of toronto and is with us now arl thanks for the time as always hope you're doing well I'm fine. Thank you. So, uh, Arl, eight people arrested. Russia has arrested eight. What do we know about this Crimea bridge blast?
1: Very little, in fact. Uh, That Russia has arrested people means uh, uh, not much because uh, this is a dictatorship. Uh, They arrest people all the time. There are trumped up charges. There's no independent court. And this could be just for uh, publicity. At the same time, maybe they did find some uh, people who were involved. But we we won't know. And I would not uh, put a lot of stock in the Russian statements. Uh, And the same for the pipeline? Sweden is doing an investigation. And they are not releasing the findings to the Russians. But I think sooner or later, we will get uh, a pretty good sense of what that investigation is. And the strong suspicion in NATO is that this was done by Russia to send a message that the West Europeans are not going to be getting energy, and that they will be freezing in the winter, and consequently, they should cave in to Russian demands.
0: Uh, obviously, um, people blaming each other for what has happened to the pipeline—not the case here, uh, or is it? Um, I mean, is it, it? Do we have any uh, any theories on what happened to this bridge, other than what Russia is saying with these eight arrested?
1: We see from satellite imagery that the bridge has been damaged significantly, not destroyed. It's very hard to destroy large bridges, but there has been uh, Significant damage to the extent that they could only restore some partial train service. Russia is very heavily dependent on train service. It tells you how Russia, in many ways, is not a modern state. Troops are uh, uh, moved across railways, and so this is a heavy blow because even if they have some train service, it complicates the logistics of supplying uh, the troops in Crimea and through Crimea to the Kherson region especially. That region is now uh, being very heavily contested by Ukraine. They want uh, to take that region back. They are making progress. And this is why we see in the case of Russia, not a military strategy. They're losing militarily by all accounts. What we are seeing is a terror strategy. That is, Vladimir Putin has gone back to the default setting of a KGB officer. And that is that you try to terrorize the victim, to instill such fear in the victim that she will have a sense of helplessness and hopelessness. Now, Ukraine has defied Russia. Uh, They have suffered grievous losses, but they are not afraid. And today, the Western countries met, and at least so far, they are showing also that they are not going to allow Russia to intimidate them. In that case, the options that uh, Vladimir Putin has, um, uh, those options will continue to narrow because militarily, the Russian uh, armed forces proved to be, as I noted in previous programs, they proved to be as corrupt and inefficient as Russian society itself under Vladimir Putin. So it's safe to say Russia is becoming increasingly agitated
0: by the fact that Ukraine just will not back down, obviously uh, fortified by its allies and such. That doesn't seem to be changing. Every time Russia ramps something up, it seems the allies uh, pledge more support for Ukraine. So how concerned are you, Arl, that he is being backed into a corner, which we've talked
1: about in the past, and what he will do once he is? Well, if I may rephrase this, uh, he's not being backed into a corner. He's backing himself into a corner. Hmm. He has options, and he can make concessions. And he has made concessions. He has changed things. You will recall that at the beginning, his ambition was almost unlimited. He demanded that Ukraine itself just cave in. His claim was that there was no legitimate country called Ukraine, it was an artificial construct, that there were no Ukrainian people, that uh, NATO basically had to pull back from the expansion in uh, 1997 or post-1997, or at least substantively pull back, that any move by Sweden or uh, Finland to join NATO would be met with the harshest possible response. And he has backed off many of these things. Now he's talking about four regions of Ukraine. That is not a small claim, but that's not all all of Ukraine. And the blood-curling threats that he made against Sweden and Finland, those have uh, basically gone away now. Hmm. So he certainly is capable of finding his own off-ramp. And I think... Uh, It's not particularly wise for us to assume that he has no agency and that somehow we need to infantilize him and find an off ramp for him. He can do that himself. Arlo Brown with
0: us, professor of international relations and a senior member of the Monk School of Global Affairs, University of Toronto. As always, thanks so much for the time. Be well. Thank you.